girl. Hey. Hi, Shizabeth. How's it going? Hey, it's I'm good. It's been a hot minute. It has yeah. been such a hot minute. I think we should like think of a song about this. About how long it's been? Yeah. No, because um, it's going to turn into a puffin. When will so. I see you again? <laughs> I have missed you, love. <laughs> you know what I don't like, right? Y'all no. never support me. Y'all never support me. Y'all never love me. You just right. have to have the talent, and I will support you in any which way. You see now, <laughs> let, let me just say something. What we that gonna do? That is shade. That is big time shade. shade. Shade is like if it was okay. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I'll tell you what shade is. Shade is um. So I went to a wedding recently. And Any one of my name? colleagues, oh, no, mm. yeah, no. <laughs> one we need my... to ask these brides before they invite us, look, don't invite us unless you invite a sizable night, uh, amount of eligible. Single guys, um, you're right. right. You're just wasting my time. I did, ca- I did catch the bouquet though. I was very glad <laughs> oh, to have caught nice. the bouquet. Yeah, that was really good. Okay. Um, and it's, the thing is, when I went onto the, f- and sometimes I don't really do it, not because, mm. sometimes I find it a little bit corny. Um, sometimes I'm just like, just two in the swing of things to be thinking like, oh, let me go there and start trying mm. to catch the bouquet. Although I caught the bouquet at my brother's wedding as well. Hey. <laughs> but um, this time I was like, no, I will do it. And then some other girl was standing next to me. She's like, oh yeah, come on, let's do it. So we went up there and then I don't know what happened. It was just like this feeling. I just said to myself, I'm going to catch that bouquet. <laughs> and then the bride was doing that, you know, when they do the full starts and, you know, you don't know if she's going to let go of it or not. Yeah. And then she did. And it's almost like, it was like it happens in the film. Like it was coming at me in slow motion. And I just had this whole, oh, and then I just, I reached up and it just like was in my hand. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I caught it. So that was quite nice. But what I was going to say was about my makeup. Um, I, I had apparently i'd left off eyeliner and then one of my <laughs> colleagues was like oh your eyeliner's not done really well and i was like oh yeah because i did my makeup quite quickly mm. she said oh in the dark and she had a oh my god i was like abby that's shady <laughs> he's like oh no i just meant <laughs> no i know what you meant i know what you meant so you wanted to insult me you girl. wanted to okay. insult me okay so anyway so yeah so what have i been doing since mm. the last episode so um yeah. so can i wait 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 can i just before we you go any further i just want to apologize to our listeners because we have been having like messages from people asking us when are we gonna come back it's always been in the works just that we've been super super busy so super. if you don't hear from us we are actually doing things bits and bobs and stuff but super we are going to get this back on track and get this more we're also can we can we also tell the truth we're also going through a very difficult divorce and we would respect our privacy okay lara and i uh we're working it out (laughs) we need we appreciate it just because we're kikiing on mic we need our privacy okay she did me wrong (laughs) i'm taking the kids <laughs> no for real it's true what she says we have been super super duper busy but we're glad that you guys are still rocking with us and here we are you know back here i was gonna try and do an episode number i can't remember anyway so yes i've been socializing i've been obviously um working and trying to think of um next moves to do mm-hmm. um and also it was my birthday hey Yay! so yeah. i went away for my birthday which was nice it was really kind of 
um, a bit lastminute.com. It's just me and one of my friends. We went to Amsterdam. You know, I said to you, I'd never been before. Mm. And you told me it was a really yeah, lovely, a lovely city. city. And I concur. It really was. We had a fantastic time. When I was out there, then I learned that Buju was going to be there the oh, day after man. we came back. So we tried to work some stuff out, but it just wasn't financially like viable to start mm. saying, you know, change flight or buy another flight, stay another day in the hotel, then try and get tickets. It just wasn't working. But mm. apart from that, the whole like the break away was really cool. It was really chill. We just had it was just like me and one friend, but we had a ball mm. and it's a really lovely city that I'd really love to go back to actually in the yeah. near future. I just, Where you know, did you stay like in the central bit. Yeah, we no, 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 we didn't. We stayed in the business dis- district, mm. um, which was quite cool because then we were getting the metro in. It was just like that the metro was near us, and then we'd get in mm-hmm. a couple, and then we'd be in is it called Roik? Roik? Yeah, that yeah, station. Yeah. Get there, do our stuff, um, Uber it back. So that was really, really nice. And um, one thing that I really didn't appreciate, obviously not having been there, is how cool the people were. Yeah, Everyone was super duper nice. And I just felt that the, um, the white people there mm. were... I just, I just felt a level of genuineness mm. about them that mm. sometimes you don't get here. And I say this being the city that I was born and raised in. Some of the things that I've been noticing recently that are all tied in with, you know, the politics of the time. And I want to go into the whole subject. Mm. But, you know, when we were in Amsterdam, the people that we would approach and talk to about things for directions or just people that would pass like really nice, friendly comments about us would seem really genuine. And I think one of the things that underscored the um, the the difference um, was there was a day we were on the metro and I was sat next to an older white gentleman and he went into his bag and then he pulled out a book. Yeah. And then, obviously I love books, but I'm going to look anyway because I'm sitting next to him and he was reading I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Right, so okay. one part of Maya Angelou's um, autobiography. And I was like, wow. Just the optics of the guy who it was reading it was completely like, it took me aback because yeah. I just couldn't imagine his counterpart in London just even having the awareness Mm. you know so I tapped him and I said oh that's a fantastic book Mm. I said you know there's um other parts there's other parts to it and he said oh really Mm. I said yeah oh yeah didn't you know he said no my daughter literally called me and Mm. recommended it to me oh wow right and so I went out and I got it and I'm just about to start it Mm. I said oh you're really going to enjoy it she's a great woman and he was like yeah yeah so I've heard so it's it was just that that really warmed my heart and then you know my friend and I we got up and we got off and then we looked at each other and we were like, that, that's what it is. It's that level of open-mindedness yeah. that... Not like, why are you talking to me? Like, right? Sort of thing. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh or, yeah, or sure, even, let's have a conversation. Right? So it's, it's that, it's the conversation, but it's also, do, do you feel as though in this day and age mm. that you're going to meet or that you see in the people that we um, have around us in this country that they are... A, aware of who Maya Angelou is. Mm. B, inclined to go and pick up her book. C, inclined to have a conversation with us and our optics in that kind of... Because mm. I, don't, I don't get that vibe. No. I don't get that vibe. No. Right? I get, I, I get 
I get, and it might just be to do with London personality, but a lot of the time you get standoffish vibes. Yeah. A lot of the time in, unfortunately, even in my, my realm of work, mm. you get you get disrespectful vibes. You're beneath me vibes. Yeah. Right? So that was really, really refreshing. And it was kind of like a sign of um, what we'd kind of noticed about them just in in many of our interactions i mean just walking around relatively late at night i know that we you know me and my friend two females so we walked up to this couple because we were trying to find um a particular cafe <laughs> we couldn't remember the name mm. that the police officer had told us the police officer had told us the name of it and he told us that he'd also told us the ironic right and he'd also told us the um the 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 translation into english of the name so we remembered that but we couldn't remember the um the dutch name so then we were saying it to this couple and you know usually sometimes late at night imagine maybe Mm. um i don't know leicester square camden somewhere like that you can go up to people and and they you can see they visibly it's like Mm. why are you approaching me type thing you know or if you were and it's like no 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 they haven't even really heard what you're saying they're already Mm. saying no they don't want that interaction it's completely different these people stopped the lady the lady was listening she was like um um the guy was like say say that again say that again the girl now pulled out her phone googled Mm. the english version found it she was like showing us her phone like that like take take a picture and that also speaks to the um the difference in crime that goes on yeah because definitely over here i can obviously over here because i think if initially if someone is approaching me i'm a little bit like "Mm." and then when they like kind of i let my guard down when they you know they ask a certain question yeah oh do is this down that road or is it down that way blah yeah. blah blah but initially I am a bit like <gasps> yeah like that. so the but the <gasps> yeah. wasn't there yeah and also sometimes sometimes I know that we felt it which is the it's that lack of wanting to interact sometimes mm. on a on a on a you know that yeah, level yeah. is just you know so um and then so then the guy was like then giving us the direction then the girl was like no no just take a picture of it on my on my um phone of of the little part of the map and then he was like the uh, the guy was like oh where are you guys from london he was like oh yeah that's where that accent's from and it was just really kind of friendly enjoy your evening Mm. and it's just like i was like oh yeah like so many interactions were very refreshing like even when um obviously you went to mr porter which is a really lovely restaurant in the w hotel in in amsterdam Mm. and like even when the lady who was our waitress for Mm. the evening just couldn't do enough just Mm. like and obviously i know they've been trained to like make sure that the guests went but she kind of was like she didn't go overboard to the point where she was annoying you know yeah. sometimes it, you know some people can be like that she was like look let me you know show you what the yeah, menu is yeah, and everything yeah. and she's just like really nice energy yeah and i was like oh, okay and i literally selected everything that she recommended yeah. which i don't normally do normally yeah I'm like now nah, i'll have that or i'll have that but yeah. i understand fully where you're coming from it's like just a different energy 
and just an open an openness and I'll tell you what was funny um they were playing what were they playing either Mary J Blige or, or Whitney or some 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 song and this woman she just got up she just started dancing so she was like hey girls and everything and then we just started dancing with her it yeah. was really it was very organic it yeah. didn't seem forced yeah you know that sometimes people are like oh look yeah let's do black shit <laughs> yeah. so we can kind of like you know accommodate <laughs> yeah. people here there's no just be who you are because even if we wasn't there I feel like that woman would have got up and started dancing exactly. anyway because she was she could see that she was on one her husband was like oh lord here she goes again sort right. of thing and we were just like no nah, let her she was like yeah she's having a good old time and then they left but I fully understand yeah. where you're coming I from I just felt the whole vibe there the people were very relaxed very um, mm-hmm. very accommodating um, very kind of open um, just and and you know I felt it was palpable because I'm, you know, I I always sort of observe people interactions. That's, you know, it's partly because of what I do. So I do kind of read people on a sort of micro level when I see them not just interacting with me, but interacting with others. Mm. And I felt that the interactions were very, very kind of open, genuine and warm. And I haven't, unfortunately, when I think about it, sometimes that's not always the case of a lot of the time yeah unfortunately that's how i've become that's how i've started to feel it's not always the case when you're interacting with strangers i'm mm-hmm. talking about strangers joe public in the street yeah. and their perception of you ba- maybe based on your skin on your on your sex or on on your look it's sometimes yeah. it's it's you know it's it's turning it's into something yeah it's turning into something else over here i really am feeling that and and that was absent um in amsterdam so i i really appreciated it on that level um met a lovely lady who recommended a lovely bar to us which mm. we went to um the same night we went to the w so that mm. was cool just like we just had a ball we didn't really yeah. have much sleep to be honest with you because we were trying to pack it in because we weren't really there for <laughs> I don't really you know for, like, two, um, three, days. three days yeah mm. So we weren't there for a long time. So mm. we were packing Not it there in for like, a long time. Just a good time. We're there for a good time. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So that's been that. So that was a lovely um, way to kind of like mark my birthday. Mm. Um, and what else? I mean, just getting into the flow of summer. Cut my hair. Yes, I noticed. So she um, was like, "Let me just get these shares." Right. You know, people say um, when when a woman when a woman cuts her hair she's ready to change the world or something like yeah. that i'm on that vibe i needed to do it yeah. for for you know a number of different reasons i'm glad i have done it now and actually there is a certain there is a certain kind of um statement that goes with it mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of like yeah i'm, I'm ready i'm moving Good. forward in so many things so we just want to know is damon forgiving you yet no <laughs> Damon is actually Hold tight, David. David He's got like, a shavers. I'm upset with Cheryl. I'm like, what? What's she done now? In it now. I'm gonna get her to watch. She don't know me as a barber. Like, oh. I can't go here. I was like, oh my god, you're really offended. Oh. So when you came, I was like, you better go and talk to your friend, yeah, because right now he ain't happy. I and he's know. Got shavers in his hand. Like he'll probably throw them directly in your face. No, do you know what? Hold tight, David. <laughs> you got the shavers. You are actually definitely. How could we forget his? Shout out. No, no, no. You we told can't us already. That. He actually we put it on a dub. That. 
we Damon can't forget with the that. Shavers. Damon, you are now legitimately um, <laughs> my barber. I'll be coming here. I'll right. be getting my hair did by right. y'all. Don't worry, Damon. We'll make sure she gets a proper shave. Right? Next. It's going to be on you. You are now Shez's barber. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been me. What about you? What have I been doing? I've just been working. I've been working on a project, but I don't want to say what it is yet. Zoop. But um, yeah, like you know when like is it fitness based. It is fitness based. You know when like can I have um, another clue? No, that's oh, I don't want to say. Too I know much. I'm the worst. Scared. I'm gonna be like, tell like, me, tell oh me. My God, trying to organize stuff. I'm like, oh my God, what if it doesn't work? And no, I'm it will work. It will work. So forget no, it. Put it out but your yeah, mind, but, it will but work. I I will say that in doing this particular project, mm-hmm. you know when you're like, I need particular things for this project in order for it to like really go off with a bang mm. and then it's like if I don't ask for this and I'm not gonna get it mm. and I kept like kind of in a way kind of talking myself out of asking for this because I was like oh maybe I'm asking for too much or oh maybe um it's just not right for it or blah 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 and I just thought you know what let me just ask mm. and I asked for this particular thing and the answer that I was given wasn't a no. In fact, what it was was like very much, how can we help you? Like additional stuff. I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. So I was really kind of like, I just thought like the lesson in that, Lorraine. I was going to say. Is that. Big lesson. Just ask. If somebody tells you no, they tell you no, that is entirely fine. However, at the same time, they could say yes. So like, I need to stop. My philosophy altogether. Talking myself out of things because I'm scared that I don't know like maybe they might think that the idea that I'm coming to them with is entirely ridiculous Mm. and it's not and the fact that I kind of presented it to them Mm. and clearly they like what I presented and they came back with how else can we assist you Mm. rather than because I was thinking it they're either going to respond with a no Mm. or they're going to respond with a with um, a yes just to the things I asked for Mm. but in fact what they said was yes and additionally is there anything else that we can do mm. so that just let me know that actually just ask you never know that you, they might say yes and they might add more on on top i just think we're just at times we get really scared of what we're capable of mm. and just yeah we don't um sometimes we can like have a little bit of disbelief in our yeah you underestimate yourself but the thing is i think i think we should get into that because that's a worthy discussion because there's a lot of things that go into people thinking like that so one of the things is um it's kind of like related to it is imposter syndrome Mm. you don't think that you're good enough sometimes you know and you can be big and deep in the game whatever game you're in and you still and it's it very much affects women Mm. that we still even if we're killing it, killing it in our fields, you, if you speak to individual women who are, you know, in the top tiers of, of their fields, they will tell you that some days they feel like a fraud. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, that how also... I make, how did I make it here? I've right. Everybody, like... So that also feeds into then, like what you're saying, if you have a situation where from that position you may want to advance you may Mm. want to move forward you may want to push an idea you may want to push a deal and actually you don't because you think 
people are going to laugh. People are going to shoot it down. People are going to say no. Mm. They're not going to be interested in that. I'm not good enough for that. Mm. And then you're right. We have sometimes this internal dialogue, which is just Mm self-sabotage. So I think one of the main things, like I, I definitely feel like to an extent, you have to have a certain amount of ego and entitlement to get through certain things. And I know that I have that in my field. Mm-hmm. I have to, I've said this before in this job, I have to sometimes walk into court and say, I'm the best damn barrister in here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm even looking at the judge like, you're not going to say no to mm-hmm. this legal argument that yeah. I'm running because bot on, <laughs> I know that I'm yeah, right. I've done it a few times this year as well. And like, I, I, actually, shouts out to me. It's my one year anniversary of being a personal trainer. Oh, well done. Yes, I've made it one year through. And I've there's been certain times within this year alone where I've really second guessed myself in a way that I have never done before. And I think it's a fair factor as well. And I've had to snap myself out you of it. You have to. And it's like, if you want to progress, yeah. I'm telling you, you, really you need like, to like, take each morning, take a pinch of ego, just a pinch, because mm. nobody likes an egotistical, you know, just nightmare. But you take a pinch of ego and you do take a pinch of entitlement. And I know where I got my idea of entitlement, mm. that I am entitled to that and I can do that. It's my dad. My mm. dad put that in me. Mm. And I feel like when I'm blessed with children, I'm going to put that in them as well, mm. because... Oh, yeah, you need Some to. people yeah. pick that up. Some people are, are are fortunate enough to pick that up through the kind of education system they go to, but some mm. of us aren't. Mm. So some of us go through not even feeling that we're entitled to say to to question mm. or say, you know, I've heard I've heard um Femi talk about it on our on our brother podcast show, Cut the Chat, spoken about how some children are brought up in house brought up in households where they're allowed to question mm. where they're allowed to say that's not right that's you know this is Why it is that? and and, yeah, and they yeah. and they also feel the support of their parents empowering them to question and it's all of this feeds into us becoming adults who can in workplaces then say question decisions say yeah, that yeah. that's not right or even to put ourselves forward and say this is what i want mm. who's going to help me with this this is my project this is my idea Who's going to help me with this? And notoriously, um, I think as women and maybe it may be in the way that you're educated, maybe in, you know, necessarily sometimes the way that people are brought up, they don't they don't have that put into them. Mm -hmm. Just it's just it's just not thought about. Not that it's taken out, but it's literally not put in. Like my mum's always like just been the very much the go go getter go get and I've learned so much from her in the sense that she came from a very traditional Jamaican family. Mm. When she she came to the UK when she was maybe eleven from mm. Jamaica, and then she um, was brought up in Birmingham, mm-hmm. left Birmingham, came to London at nineteen, mm. and then obviously she's been here ever since. So and she's always been very supportive. She's like, whatever you want to do, as long as it's a legal and b it makes you happy, that's fine. Like mm. she's very much go for it, go for it. And she's always been like that as well. So I've very much learned that from her. But what I'm finding is, and it's really weird because what you're saying is entirely right that your dad put that in you to make sure that you ask for things that you need mm. and don't feel no way about it. Mm. My mum instilled that in me, but I'm finding that as I'm getting older, why am I doubting? I never had that doubt before. Mm. I don't know where it's come from. 
And it's actually slightly pissing me off because mm. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm. So like when I'm obviously trying to do this project and I'm sending emails out to people, even when I'm writing the email, I'm like, okay, maybe that's not, okay, let me try this way. Mm. Like trying to write in a way where I'm where I think I'm going to offend people like you're not offending mm. anyone like you know how to write an email you know how to ask for things you've been doing it all your life like where has this come from mm. so I really need to examine myself and and kind of understand because my mum didn't raise me in that way to be like a wallflower mm. and just sit in the back and just mm. watch things go mm. she's like no this is somebody who raised like three kids by herself has traveled extensively like mm. from China to friggin' Australia. I don't even know how my mum did it mm. with the three of us. So I've grown up seeing her be like a very independent woman as well mm. as being a single mum. And I've learned a lot from that. So now at this stage in my life, why am I like pulling, pulling back? back, pulling your punches? Yeah. yeah. But independence, let me just point out independence is, is slightly different. It, independence is great mm. and we have I feel like we both had that instilled in us but there's that step further of independence mm. it's I'm saying I believe like I was I'll, it's, I'll save the story for another day yeah. but in terms of how I used to see myself and set myself you know when I was a bit younger and it used to just just break down barriers it just used to get through but I'm saying uh, being able to say to yourself not only am I enti- not only am I independent, but I'm entitled to that. Yeah. I'm entitled to that right there. I want it. Give it to me. <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah. I notice there are some things that I might do on a on a on a more micro scale in terms of I, I want that. No, that's how I. That's what I want, and that's how I want it. And people think, oh, you know, you're, you know, sometimes words are used like demanding or mm. very precise, and it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Every day, in every moment, in everything I'm doing, I'm creating an experience for yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So that if I say I want it like that, there's a reason why I, I want, want it like, like that. that. Yeah. And and I feel emboldened and empowered enough to ask for it. And that's what I think more women need to have because it's that you know there are tests that show, you know, women are less likely to speak up in like work yeah. group meetings. Mm. Um, you know, men 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 can be super mediocre. Mm. They'll be just acting like they they just they they you know they're like they yeah. run things they said even the way that we um put together our cvs so say for instance if you're a team leader and you're trying to present all the things that you did whilst you were a team leader we all obviously organizing your team mm. um, um coordinating projects like mm. doing all the things that you need to do as a team leader the way that we write it down comes off like we assisted yeah. the team rather than actually know i led, led the team. team yeah like they've actually done studies that women will more or less write a cv in in that kind of narrative yeah. whereas men would be like i was a leader i, was I a did champion. this i did this i, <laughs> I did created that. like I. there was nobody else there just yeah. me one running yeah. the whole shit yeah and like women don't do that yeah i don't so know if that's a maternal learn. thing that we're very much i don't know what that is I or maybe for some women they're like i don't want to scare people off yeah i think i definitely can feel there's some of that because there's also that thing where they say women will wait until they are a hundred percent qualified for a job before they apply for Mm. it whereas men will wait until they you know maybe they (laughs) can be 30 percent like 16 already 30 percent of it or maybe 60 (laughs) percent of it and they'll they'll just go in and say yeah i'm ready for that so i don't know it's like caution mixed with maybe a bit of fear mixed Mm. with yeah the way that we are socialized not to sort of maybe 
put ourselves forward as the big I am. But all of those things, we need to kind of like recognize yeah. them. And also, I think for me, I need to come off social media a little bit because I think I'm looking, obviously, I follow a lot of people mm. and they're all in the same industry. So maybe I'm like second guessing myself thinking I need to be at that stage or further right. forgetting the fact that you just started this shit a year ago like yeah. what are you expecting yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just like very aware of my age my body clock yeah. my this my that so yeah. I think in my head yeah. I'm talking myself out of shit when yeah. I should just, just do the shit and yeah. just do you know what that's really interesting yeah. because that's a whole separate thing but a whole big discussion in mm. itself social media and the way it affects the way you then look inwards at yourself yeah because like, at this feature. age i shouldn't be doing i should be like fuck it let me just let me just do what i'm doing but obviously yeah. this is whole this whole social media thing is entirely new for everybody yeah and it's like i'm using it to obviously promote myself and my platform but also at the same time i'm i'm having to I am looking at other people's things. And the reason why I'm doing, obviously I am do using it for research purposes. Yeah. I'm using it to obviously see how I can best promote myself and stuff yeah. like that. But because I'm looking, looking so much, I think internally or not internally, sorry, um, subconsciously I'm mm. taking in things. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing that. Right. Why am I not doing that? Right. So it can <laughs> even throw you off your yeah, own. Yeah, so it throws me off my design. game. So yeah. it's like, no, I need to like, get away from me social media so i need to find a balance of where i'm not on it so much to the point where i'm getting in inside my own head mm. but also as well i understand it's a tool that i actually do fully need mm. so i need to find that balance that balance yeah. yeah yeah well that's interesting well on the subject of social media mm. recently on twitter there was this whole big furore so some guy had <laughs> tweeted about his wife to be and essentially <laughs> essentially his um his tweets were yeah. along the lines of when i met my the woman that i'm now going to marry mm. i was nothing i had nothing this woman built me up she paid my bills for how long every date we went on she paid for it when my laptop broke and she knew I needed it for work she gave me hers um when I when when I, I was homeless she found me a place she even paid my rent for a number of months and then you know, then at the end of this whole kind of uh, train of, of tweets talking about what this woman had done for him, um, you know, paid his rent, gave him his laptop, put him as the head person in charge on businesses that sh that, mm. that uh, she or they'd created. And, you know, see, that's the kind of woman that I'm marrying. So Twitter, <laughs> in its usual way, exploded. Oh, exploded in a manner I that hate your lives even like, denotes. <laughs> so somebody, somebody said, basically, you're marrying your mum. Mm. Another head person, people were commenting, I, I don't want to marry a man that I need to build. 
Secondly, I don't want to marry a man that all he recounts as the good parts of the relationship is every single financial thing that I've been able to do for him. And then people are like, but why are you coming into relationships with shit, mm. with nothing. Mm. And then having this whole thing of this woman has to build you up. And then some people were getting at the women as well, saying at, at the woman mm. in question, saying, did she need a man that bad that she needed to do all of that? So there was this big divide in terms of people who empathised with what he was saying or cheered on what he was saying, like, yeah, that's a great woman, go you. Mm. And then there was the other side of like, people saying, nah, bruh, one, I'm not going to be that woman or two the guys even saying what kind you you, you sound like you married your mom that mm, that was mm. a job for your mom you came what were you doing what did you what did you come to the scenario with so I just wanted to talk about did he answer uh yeah. he did but I was I was too into the responses responses yeah. to the original mm. kind of thread that I didn't, but I understood because there was a lot of discourse about it on social media that he got well up in his feelings um, <laughs> about it. But where do we stand on this? Because the thing is, this reminds me of something we spoke about before on an earlier episode when mm, we were talking about this whole love. idea of struggle love. Like, why is it, why is there this expectation that women have to, or some women have to do so much and put in so much before they get this this token this bonus of you are the wife now i think it's not so i wouldn't even use the term so much i think it's above and beyond mm. like above and beyond like i just ugh, i don't like listen two things yeah mm -hmm. first thing is i would love to hear from his missus mm. as to why That's what people were saying yeah she found him so worthy to put herself above and beyond to do mm. all of those things for him mm. like you know and then the second thing is yeah i want to know exactly what is it that this man gave to her in return for yes. all of those things that like, was the thing that 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 st st stuck out to me yeah because it's like you as you said he's literally talking uh, talking about all the things that um she was doing for him but you never said what are you doing for her exactly not one time no that's what i was thinking because i feel like there are guys and they are so willing and keen to be able to say like my woman has done this my woman has done that my woman has done the other and that's why i married them almost as though making it seem like marriage was the prize for that struggle that that woman's put in but then it kind of begs the question, if they hadn't done that struggle, if they hadn't put that in, would you have proposed to them? Would you be marrying them? Would you deem them as being worthy of of this this what appears to be the prize of marriage or or not? And also like you've raised, what where's where's the recipient? Reciprocation. Reciprocation. Where is that? Because I, I and I accept that this is a social media thread, and he was expressing one thing, but it sound it seemed a bit tone deaf mm. to be able to express those things and not also want to to show the flip side of that to show what is so healthy mm. about this coupledom it's almost like he was saying look she did all of this for me and at the end of it you know what the prize was me me, me. <laughs> 
And people were saying, yeah, but you're a builder. You, 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 she's basically built the man. She's yeah. basically built you. And some people were saying, some people were saying that the woman, you know, she needs to be careful because, you know, there'll come a time when the guy doesn't see any value for himself mm, because mm. she's done it all yeah, yeah and men yeah. don't like that they feel disempowered true. by that and then they might start acting up yeah go ahead and leave your ass for her you know <laughs> all of that kind of stuff so it's really really interesting and is there is there a, um is there a flip side in which women get to say oh um you know this man, this man made me. This man did this for me. This man did that for me. Because it I've also seen threads like that actually. But it also, I feel like I, I haven't. Or maybe I just haven't. Not you threads, know, I but, haven't not off thread. But I would say I've seen, like maybe a tweet or something. Oh, this <laughs> man is yeah. This man is amazing. He did this, that, and the third for me. Whatever. Blah blah blah. But, but to never- the point where it sounds like she's saying he basically made me. He picked me out of. He picked me out of homelessness. Paid my rent. <laughs> No, gave me his laptop all of that. let me build up businesses put me in charge of them it's a lot it's it's a lot yeah. and the, the point that i'm coming to is what's funny is where you if you were to have a woman who said i will not marry a man unless he pays my rent mm. gets me a place to stay gives me his work tools when mine don't work do you know what they would throw, what label they would throw at her? Gold digger. Exactly. She got so my does money. It, does it work the other way around? When I'm in need. No. No. <laughs> yeah, you said no she's singing. A <laughs> Friend indeed. Whoa, oh, she's, she's a, a gold digger. digger. <laughs> way over town. That digs on me. But for real, would, would a woman be able to um, put that down no. as her specification without guys on mass no. saying that's a gold digger you should get yours for yourself you should do so why is why is it somehow seen as acceptable and again i think in answering my own question it's because i feel like sometimes there's this expectation for black women especially to put up with struggle love mm. or to go through struggle love before they get the prize of the commitment from a guy mm. do you remember uh, i think it was one of maybe last couple of shows that we did and I was talking to you about um, one of the guys in that group, Ray Shrimmerd, who was caught having um, a conversation. Well, he wasn't caught having a conversation. His conversation was being recorded by one this girl that he was seeing mm. and he was saying some mad things like, oh, um, um, was, not, was it Childish Gambino? Not Childish Gambino. What's the name of the rapper from Chicago that got married recently? Chance the Rapper? Yeah, Chance the Rapper. He got he was kind of citing his relationship, saying, Oh, you know, Chance he got married the other day and his um, you know, his wife, they they've been through it, they've been through everything together. Mm. You know, and like she's finally got a ring now, she's finally got a ring. So basically what he was kind of As implying. If that was yeah, was like just because I think he was basically he was being called out by this girl for cheating on her mm. and he was citing chances relationship as an example saying oh they, of a girl who's yeah been through it she's all. been through it all and now look at her and now she's got the ring and now she's now they're married so in other words he was saying just stick with me through the bullshit mm. i'll get over it when i get over it mm. and then at the end of it as your prize as your reward then you'll, you'll have get, you'll, the better you'll me. Get me and it's just like who is teaching this to to guys because he's young he's like 
He's even 20 yet. I don't even know. Wow. He's very, they're very, very young. So clearly this is learnt behaviour. This mm. isn't something that men are just innately born with. I think it's passed down yeah, through, it's through generations. Yeah, because it's go through BS. Right. And then, but still being there, yeah. still riding with it. She's still mum. She's not going to leave dad. Yeah. You know, seeing women go through things maybe in, in your family home or knowing of it in your wider family circles. And it, it maybe gives off this impression that, you know, women women actually were built, built or born mm. to take all this mm. stuff. And, you know, it's unheard of for a woman to actually set down some level of standard and say, no, I don't accept that. I won't accept that behaviour. Yeah, it was just weird to me. It's like, at this young age, this young man already knows, let me try and use emotional blackmail to persuade this girl to stay with me through my bullshit. Mm. Because as a woman, in his head, that that's is what, what they should do. do. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. And I think you're right. I think it is learnt behaviour. But also, it kind of then speaks to that sort of privilege that met some men never recognize mm. that they have because a woman couldn't throw the same curveball. Yeah. She couldn't At say, all. Oh my God, no you way. know, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z, or I've done X, Y, yeah. and Z and you need to stick. How can you leave me? Yeah. Look at, look at, um, uh, chance. Look at Listen, all these there people. There are several men out there who already know who expect, um, who expect their woman like, if you cheat on me so much as one time, I'm out of here. Yeah. However, if the shoe's on the other foot, you babe, you've you got to forgive me. It was yeah. one time. She didn't mean nothing to me. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. Um, so this thread, were, I think um, um, you were saying off, off air that some men were saying to, is it Demetria mm. Lucas, that the he reason why, it. yeah, the reason why she isn't married is because she didn't do the things that this woman had done. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd seen people saying that about women in general. Right. Like, you know, when they have those comments, like, that's why y'all are single. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Demetria has been married. She mm. was, um, I don't know if you ever watched the reality show she yeah, was on, I Blood, did, Sweat and yeah. Heels. So that guy, there was a dark-skinned guy, I can't remember his name. They got mm. married, but then they got divorced, I think, three or four years mm. ago. It's Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? IMD. So, um, I can't remember his, I can't remember his actual name, but um, no, so not to her saying, oh, that's why you're single, but that was, yeah. you know, a frequent riposte yeah, yeah, yeah. to some of the comments that were being made. Oh, that's so why terrible. y'all are single. That's why y'all can't keep no man. That's why. And it's like, that means you're, you're even saying that, firstly, mm. singleness can't be a choice. Mm. In saying, I'm, I'm going to choose not to mm. have to pick up somebody from you know point zero big old man yeah but somebody that hasn't isn't capable of building themselves up and taking that on as as a project (laughs) do you know do you remember i think i made the point that um like men have this really weird disconnect when it comes to the women in their family Mm. and i think that and it's a disconnect because they think um that women in general aren't women in their family if mm-hmm. that makes any sense yeah, it makes meaning that sense. um okay so all the things like all the the, the re- responses saying that oh you know that's why you don't have a man blah 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 because you're not willing to do x y and z mm. however if their daughter if their mom if their auntie or, or someone who is a female in their family 
turn around and said to them, I'm going to do this, that and the third for this man that I've just met because I love him or for whatever reason. Like, hell no. They'd be like, what the hell? No. Yeah. I, re- I made the point when we were um, speaking to the guys from ESN mm. and I just said, so wait, aren't we like good enough to like not have the best of the best? But yeah, you know, your daughter has to be exempt from that. Mm. And the point is that at the end of the day, men, you need to realise that these experiences and these things that women go through your mum's gone through it your daughter's gonna go through it your auntie's been through it all of the the, the women that you hold near and dear to you mm-hmm. they've all like you need to talk to them yeah because if you and if you keep holding it up as a standard that yeah other women should you know it's good it's good enough for them then what you by rights you are saying yeah Yeah. it's good enough for the women in my in my in my life exactly because there's a man out there that's got their eye on your your mum your your daughter your auntie or whoever it is and he has the same trainers trainers for as you as you as you yeah absolutely yeah that was but it was really really kind of interesting i like i'm back on twitter Mm -hmm. um more and guys follow us on our twitter account (laughs) um (laughs) underscore two girls (laughs) And the number two girls and a mic, um, definitely, because I think we're, we're much more active on there now, but we're also active on our own personal accounts. You remember kind of like Twitter was like a real big thing and then mm. I stopped tweeting for a good little while, but now I'm like back, back on, on it. Yeah. Uh, but it's really interesting back in again the game. to like see the, 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 the conversations that are going on on, on Twitter um, I don't necessarily like the algorithms and how it kind of shows you things that just people have liked. and Because mm. sometimes I don't want to see if someone's liked, for instance, Donald Trump's... Like, yeah, I don't want yeah, that yeah. on my timeline, yeah. so then I have to, you know, mute Donald Trump. It never comes up, like, all that kind mm. of stuff. But it's really interesting seeing the way the Twitter landscape has transformed. <laughs> because I remember for my first kind of... Um, Twitter days was more sort of about friends, just kind of like tweeting yeah. your friends that's and how stuff. It was for everyone actually, it was just like yeah, definitely. To that's how it was on Twitter, and then so it kind of orientated. then it moved into I think um, banter and all this kind of like jokes and connections and stuff like that. And um, there's always been that 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 kind of troll section of Twitter. Um, that hasn't gone away but I do think now there is a lot more interaction unfortunately by trolls on Twitter there's a lot more abuse on Twitter people are not afraid to say some stuff whereas people should kind of like pause before they tweet I don't think that that happens enough but we're back on it we're getting involved in conversations and one of the other things that we've been tweeting about um from our account is love island oh my god um (laughs) so oh my god where do we start where do we end do you know what let's talk about because before this series of love island started Mm. we spoke about the detrimental side of reality tv Mm. and um whether enough was being done for people who would go on to reality tv and was it just purely exploitative now recently watching um this is my first series of watching love island from beginning to end last year i only watched half of it i started it around this time after my birthday and just got into it because people were talking about it but this time I've started it from beginning to end and I've been watching you know all these young people coupling up as they say and so there was a a couple 
Amy and Curtis. Yeah. So I think they met. They were the, from the, the first. Couple, yeah, the, they, yeah, yeah. So they were from the first inhabitants in the in the villa. They were they coupled up immediately and they'd been together until maybe like a week or so ago when the guy um, had his head turned. That's mm. a phrase that they used to mean he met another girl who kind of tickled his fancy. Now, when he broke that news, I can't move to go into the whole casa mm. and more whatever, but when he broke that news to that girl, mm. knowing or not knowing that she was coming there to say that she loved him, yeah. but knowing that they had been in what they had put a title they on. They called it um, a half relationship. A half relationship. Remember, yeah. But it did involve exclusivity. Mm. And knowing also, and this is, the, this is for me the kicker, knowing that it's cameras watching, man. Yeah. This isn't a secret. You know, That's this is real life. Business, yeah. I just felt as though that, must have been devastating mm. and so that once again brought me back to the conversations we were having about is this set up not just for that reason mm. but we can go into the other whole thing of you know cameras young people sharing beds don't really know each other all the rest of it is this set up healthy for, for it to be a tv program oh I, I think people just look at the gloss of it when i say people obviously this kind of younger generation who mm. the show is actually aimed aimed at mm. which is fine but I think they're so like I need to be famous mm. and I want my business out there because it'll make people love me and I've, who do you, you know, think are like that the contestants or the viewers everyone mm. I think everyone I don't think they understand the other side of it I don't think they understand this is a production mm. which means that you're going to put be put in situations by people who who it is literally their job to play mm. puppet master. You probably think you're going to go in there, do what you're going to do, be whoever you are, and you're going to come out with star and everybody's going to love you and it's going to be great. You're going to get all these deals and all these, you mm. know, mm. everyone's just going to be just on you. But I think once they get into that that space, because the villa looks amazing to us, but we only see an hour of, hour of that. Remember, mm. they're in there all the time mm, mm, uh, apparently mm. i heard they only get like one day off which is a saturday and the only mm. reason they get that day off is so that they can send in cleaners to clean the villa so you're literally it's like a pretty prison yeah basically and you're with the same people day in and day that out that you've just met that, in this yeah. month so yeah. you're gonna grow connected to them because obviously you know when you're in close proximity to another person for an ex you know a certain amount of time you're gonna it's like human nature to actually yeah. just literally like bond yeah it's like you know very natural so i think again their generation you know the younger generation who who the the show is aimed at mm. they're they will just see the gloss of the show they won't understand the the, the, the dangers of it we've already had how many people kill themselves after leaving that show since it's since it aired maybe about four or five years ago I think it's two people. I think there are at least two. Yeah. And then some, the partner of somebody. Yeah. I think, I think. I'm not. So it's not all, you know, it's not all roses. Like there mm. is a dark side to it. And I don't, I think if you're not mentally prepared. Yeah. Mentally but what strong, is the dark, what is the it that there's a dark side to? Not understanding that, you know. All right. Say for instance, okay. So everyone has their circle of friends. So in your circle of friends, you know, your friends love you. They know who you are. So in your head, you're like, 
you know, you're a loved person. Yeah. You're liked. You know, your friends are amazing. You're mm-hmm. amazing. Blah blah blah. So I think sometimes you can take that and bring it into an atmosphere where you think that that is going to translate to a whole new bunch of people mm. because in your head that is who you are. Mm. So if that doesn't work out mm. and people if that doesn't translate to the to the wider public, yeah. When you leave that environment, you maybe start questioning Yeah, you're going to start be like, "So hang on a minute, when What's I, wrong with me? Yeah. Is my personality not attra- am I not attractive? Yeah. yeah, and I think going back to this Amy and Curtis situation, that's the thing that I started to see that um, I said off mic when we were just discussing other bits of Love Island that when it then came to the recoupling mm. and uh, no, not the recoupling, sorry, when couples had to be dumped from the villa, I think the public voted for their favourite couple, then the least, the three least favourites yeah. were at, at risk of being ditched. And in the end, it turned out that Danny and Jordan went home. But when I saw Amy standing there with Curtis mm. as a couple, I felt like I was watching in that moment um, her self-esteem physically diminish mm. and become smaller and smaller and smaller. And actually, I found it quite difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. I found her yeah, it was upsetting. very difficult to watch. Mm. And even though she wasn't... The, the, she, she wasn't... Um, her and Curtis weren't asked to leave as a result of the public vote. And indeed, they weren't asked to leave mm. as a result of their own peer group mm. vote. I still could see that girl's not going to last mm, very long. And actually, I was very relieved mm. when I think it was the following day she made the decision yeah. for herself to leave. Mm. Because I, it, I, found, I found it very difficult. And I started thinking about the conversations yeah. that we'd had previously. You know what? I think when she was talking, she, I think I was a little bit annoyed in the sense that she kept saying, she actually, she actually didn't say she's leaving for her. She said she's leaving for, for him, him to make sure that, you know, he's He okay still has a nice experience and he has in there. And I was like, fuck him. Like, do this for you. Clearly mm. you're the one that's hurting. Curtis is fine. He's already like got eyes on, 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 um, more, Mora. Is that yeah. Name? Mora. And I just think, again, women, once again, thinking about other people, other people rather than yeah. thinking about their own self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I so, I mean, my main thing is, for all of those people in there, for all of the contestants in there, there does need to be, and I really, really hope that there is, that element of support mm. when they come out. Because in terms of people that are really going to need it I really do think that Amy is going to need oh definitely yeah I actually feel I think quite we all sorry said that for from the from the, the get-go actually even when they were together she she struck me as someone who's quite clingy and I actually yes. kind of clocked on I'm like I don't know if this is gonna 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 last because you remember the kissing challenge no they did a kissing challenge where the guys were all oh yes i do remember and, and he um, he scored arabella higher than her or something yeah and she the way that she kind of reacted to that she was like how could you not know it's me like i'm scratching your neck and blah 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 and she, i was, it was like, a lot it was a lot and yeah. i think there that's when it started to kind of change a little bit yeah particularly for curtis and i think he looked a bit like oh okay i don't know if this is 
is for me. Yeah. Yeah. But he never really outwardly said it. He yeah. was just kind of like. I think the difficulty is hosting. that, you know, the, the when you think about what this game show is about, which is feelings. Yeah. Feelings should never be. <laughs> up for play mm. in a game show mm. that's the that's the perversity of what love island is yeah. and, it, and and i say that fully cognizant of the fact that i tune into this game show <laughs> and i watch this game show and we've been tweeting about this game show and we've been discussing yeah. it in our social circles but when you think about it and you strip it back the whole point of love island is they say to mm. find love which you know we know that's not really going it's to happen, happen yeah, um but also is to play with the idea of coupling up and coupledoms and feelings and who's going to fall for who and who's going to get rejected and who's not going to get picked and who's going to... If this new person comes in, are they going to usurp somebody else in a, in a couple? Yeah, yeah. So it's mad when you think of the actual concept of it being entertainment for us. It, re it really, really is. And I think it does go back to the question of is this really what we should be putting out there as entertainment? Oh and the thing is, it's all, because it's so glossy, it seems like it's harmless. Like, it's all fun and games. a couple of people in a, in a house, in a sunny environment, mm. you know, they're just going to try and find love with each other, blah, blah, mm. blah. But when you actually break it down and check out the dynamics of it and just realise, actually, and obviously Amy's a perfect example of yep. that, watching her crash and burn on national yep. TV... It's nah, not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. Um, I wonder. I wonder how many more series um, it has left to run, so unless well, they they're make. Well, they a US version. I heard that. Yeah. Um, where the contestants are going to be on the island of Fiji or the Fiji mm. Isles. Um, also, I heard. Um, literally, was just. I think I got something came up in a group just before I came in here that previous contestants i think about six previous yeah. contestants have come together and are complaining about the aftercare that you ah. get from, having from the uk in, version yeah, yeah having been in love island so that's going to be interesting to kind of read about that because these may be the issues that yeah. they're talking about and it may have been brought up because of what they're seeing mm -hmm. going on um in this current one but it's definitely interesting definitely interesting but I think on balance and guys you can tell us you know you can email us you can tweet us if you want to um, bring a conversation to our attention use a hashtag number yeah. two g-a-a-m on twitter or even insta and we'll we'll find it and follow it and respond to it but what's your view on reality shows yeah, per se love island just like yeah all reality shows love and hip-hop real housewives all of them yeah yeah do you think that do you think let's, we... we can put it out as a question do you think that it's exploitation and people need to be careful or do you think look these are all adults they have their own agency mm. so they should be able to do what they want and take the consequences yep. yeah i think i think at the moment i'm with the former i do think it's people need to be careful yeah people need to be I careful can't stop watching so i guess we all have a role to play in it really yeah. So. yeah yeah okay last topic oh god asap rocky let's address this this issue so um in case you guys have been living under a rock um rapper asap rocky 
is currently residing in a Swedish jail. Um, there was video footage of him um, basically being harassed by a couple of young um, boys out in Sweden who were following, the, following him and his team and just wouldn't leave them alone. Um, unfortunately, what that then transpired into was a fight, ASAP basically beating the, the crap out of um, the guy or one of the guys that was following him. Um, and then after that, he's now in jail because of this fight. The Swedish authorities aren't letting him go until they resolve what they think this issue is. Mm. So now um, we have a host of like rappers and entertainers who are saying that he needs to be set free and they've set up some sort of like a GoFundMe page. No, not even a GoFundMe. It's a petition to, I don't know, persuade the Swedish authorities to let him go. So fast forward to today or even yesterday, um, an excerpt of an interview that um, ASAP did can't remember the name of the publication but basically he was asked about his thoughts on black lives matter and, and the, ferguson and ferguson and the whole whole movement and his a response young man called mike brown was shot by a police officer yeah his response was very much blasé and very much nonchalant more or less saying that he that's got nothing to do with him he doesn't understand or he doesn't recognize black lives matter and that you know he's out in hollywood and he lives in beverly hills and in soho and he's fucking bitches all day so none of this has got anything to do with him mm. blah 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 dismiss 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 not my business not my business not my business so now people are just like so if this ain't your business then well hey. some people are yeah, some people, some are, people are like if this ain't my business if this ain't your business then your business ain't my business yeah and then we have other people who are like, oh, you should just support him because like, it's really horrible that he's living in really terrible conditions in Sweden and, you know, basically just going up for ASAP Rocky. And I'm just like, you know what? You don't need to, like, you know what? You don't all need to go away. Yeah. I, when I read about it, because I've, I'd heard, I'd read, mm previously about his response i think he was in particular asked about you know all the um i don't want to call it rising the the kind of protests that's the word i'm looking for that was going on in um ferguson which i think is a county in a state after the shooting darren wilson a police officer shot dead mike brown Mm body left in the street etc etc protests arose out of that and obviously that came to the attention and was um amplified under the whole heading of black lives matter which is um an organization if one can call it that that is concerned to say the very least about um the way that police have been treating or have treated historically and presently treating um black people in the usa Mm. so he's asked about that he's a black rapper and his response was in my view at the time when i read it it was shocking it was kind of like in the same vein as i think some other people who had just been acting like brand new like new black remember when people were saying what these these dudes are like they're on some new black business (laughs) because he was you know saying you know he's like you said i'm in beverly hills i'm in soho i'm in these studios i'm in women's drawers that shit ain't got nothing to do with Mm. me like um saying that 
um, you know, he 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 feels like Black Lives Matter. I think he said it was like a bandwagon and he's not about to jump on that. So the point is now, does somebody who makes a comment like that, young and maybe foolish as maybe they were, as some people are justifying it, are they, should they be um, gifted with your concern when they find themselves in a pickle. And I don't want to be heartless and I don't want to say, you know, obviously I, 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 I believe in and I, I, through my job, seek to uphold the ideal of justice and due process and all the rest of it. But I can't ignore his own views, which are that stuff has got nothing to do with me. So why should I add my voice to it why should I add my name to it so then why doesn't that then go the same for people that don't live in Sweden <laughs> that ain't rappers <laughs> that ain't rich not my business that don't listen to your music why the hell should they even be encouraged to sign some kind of um petition for you ASAP I don't understand so the, the also the so you were saying that some people had been saying what that he 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 made a mistake he's young he should yeah, be able so, to grow yeah so some people who shall remain remain nameless know who they are were basically saying that you know people should allow people to um to learn from their mistakes and to grow and to like you know just basically to me it just sounded like what you actually mean to say is people should be able to make the mistakes and when the mistakes come around to bite them on the ass they shouldn't have any consequences at all mm. they shouldn't be held accountable they shouldn't be you know made to uh, made to answer for what they're saying basically mm. not even made to answer just kind of like for me i just feel like he spoke something into existence and something that you know I'm sure, I'm sure there is no way in hell that as a black man, ASAP Rocky's never been through some sort of racist bullshit. Mm. So, so when I first saw this excerpt, I was just thought, what are you, what are you talking about? The fact that you're saying that's got nothing to do. Yeah, it was like, that's got nothing to do with me. Are you, are you serious right now? Mm, That was crazy. You're saying you lived your entire black life living in the United States of America, totally free from any racist bullshit. Mm. So one of the things that I, I kind of tweeted, I said, I think what 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 tends to happen is with a lot of um, celebrities, black celebrities, particularly men, particularly mm. if they come into power, money and fame, is that they seem to forget that their fame and their money doesn't allow them to escape certain consequences that maybe their rich white male peers would get away with. Mm. I think I, I would kind of aim that at people like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. people like R. Kelly. I, I, I will swear up and down all day that one of the main reasons that they thought they could get away with what they got away with mm. is because they have money and power. And if you look at how Jerry Epstein and Harvey Weinstein are being treated, they've done nothing different to what R. Kelly and Bill Cosby ha- has done. They're both, they're all as disgusting as each other. Mm. However, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the consequences that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby are going to pay are going to be way higher than Jerry Epstein and Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. It has been already. Mm. But I think they get into such their own little bubble when they've got money that they literally think me and them man is on the same level. And it's and like, you're not. Because that Epstein guy was supposedly like in some 
real high circles. Yeah. So this is it. So it's like just because you have all that money and fame doesn't mean to say if you do something wrong, mm. you they will remind you quick, fast, and in a hurry that you are a black man. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is one of the main things. And I think I would kind of um, again say say this of ASAP Rocky: the fact that you've made that statement saying that you're in Beverly Hills, you're doing this, you're doing that. To me, is a big fuck you to everybody else that isn't in the privileged position that you're in. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that you can say that I live in Soho mm. and I live in Beverly Hills and I don't have to worry about that. But mm. there are people who look just like you, who come from the same environment as you, and for you to turn around and to give them a big up yours mm. and now you're in this predicament and you've, you've got, got people rallying people around. rallying around and getting angry because ah oh, you know you should want to do this no no we do no we don't have to do nothing mm. we don't have to do anything if you want to do that that's entirely fine but don't tell me what i need to do i'm really tired of men black men in particular Again, we've spoken about it throughout this podcast, this entitlement thing that mm. we need to do this struggle shit. We don't have to do it. Mm. Particularly if you're somebody who historic who has historically shat on us from the from the, the biggest height, yeah. telling us that we, we don't dark skinned women shouldn't be wearing red lipstick. Oh, There's something wrong with our hair, oh. black this and black that. Like you you've been banging on about how awful we are anyways what the fuck do you want go and ask them people in beverly hills go and ask them people in soho see how far you get with that mm. yeah yeah i know it sounds it sounds harsh but i'm i'm feeling you on this law because mm. you know i just felt those comments unless taken out of context and i don't i don't know that and wild. understand that you know were, you're reading it like what in the wow. hell yeah was he a, high a like, whole black man yeah. said this and you're like, oh he might have changed he might have not but if he had changed, I think, I think, um, where would we know that? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're speaking as you don't even know if he's changed. Mm. And like we said, we have a litany of things that he has said mm. that's been like very anti-black. Mm. And now we're like, as a community, we now need to anti-black rally around. and anti-community. Right. We need very to individualistic. We need to do that. Is is that what we need to do? Yeah. Like nah. I said, if you want to do that, that is entirely fine. What I'm going to do is take my support and my help to people who actually really need it and don't have the privilege of calling on people from Beverly Hills and from mm. Soho to help them. Mm. Right. We've literally just watched a flipping four part documentary with four young black boys, um, five, sorry, black teenagers who spent X amount of time in jail. Mm. Then there are more people just like that in prison mm. who come from poor backgrounds, who are black and can do with our help. Mm. ASAP Rocky will be fine. Yeah. I ain't inclined to help him. So what, is he in Shady Corner? <laughs> are we, we doing Shady go. Corner today? Well, anyone that is kind of disagreeing can all go in Shady Corner. They can all sod off because this is a wild statement to make. All right, so let's wrap it up then, La. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, so... Who am I putting in the light? Okay, so actually, hosts of black women need to go into the light. Mm -hmm. One is Serena Williams for just being a just a bad, bad ass. Like mm -hmm. the way that she is like tearing down the court. And the joke of it is, she's not even playing at her best. Is she into the semis? Yes! Amen. Amen. She's killing it. I'm just like, Serena's just like, mm, let me just get this this one under my belt and I can go about my business. Shouts out to 15-year-old Coco Goff. Mm -hmm. Is it Goff or Gaff? Goff. Who is just incredible and I'm really hoping and praying for big things for her. I'm really excited about seeing I'm her in the future. I'm very excited because I'm just like, can you imagine? 
And this this is the my mum was saying, can you imagine like all of these women who've been trying their utmost to kind of like either chase Serena down or, you know, come up to her level, haven't matched it. And this 15-year-old comes along and she beats Venus Williams at 15. What have, what have you lot been doing? What have you lot actually been doing? in between? There's the a certain amount of greatness that you're never going to reach. Yeah, Why it. is Ace laughing? <laughs> Ace, <laughs> can you hear me crunching? Craven, that's it. Couldn't even wait. The show's nearly ended. Oh God, I'm just me yapping. I've only had biscuits. Whatever. Anyway, shouts out to Coco, girl. We're 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 willing you on. We, we are to do amazing things, and we're sure that you will. Um, Beyonce, she's Nala in The Lion King. She just um, released a single today called Spirit. I haven't heard it yet, but it's Beyonce, so I'm down. And shouts out to Haley, um, Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry, mm-hmm. who is one half of um, Chloe and Halle, mm-hmm. which is a singing duo, duo signed to Beyonce. Um, all right, all right, she's, she's been cast as been Ariel. Cast as Ariel, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Her voice is a both their voices are banging so mm. they actually picked an amazing role and I'm pleased for her and I'm like fuck Black you women be killing to all it. the people kind of crying about a friggin fictional story about a mythical creature yeah you know who should be apparently be white yeah piss off yeah. Ursula's purple exactly you see you like arguing about that <laughs> Flipping talking crab and all that. And also shouts out to all the um, black women UK side who are also mm. doing their thing. Yes. Laura and I included. And we're going to be back here next time for another episode. Two girls on the mic. Bye. Bye.